Hey guys, welcome back to another Weird Wednesday. I'm Ashers and this is Pato. How was your weekend, Pato? Um, mine was okay. I did, I did more movie stuff. Um, that was kind of, I think the uh, that's gonna that's gonna be my weekend for a while moving forward. Is just uh, movie stuff working on Torch of the Flesh, which is good. It's been rewarding, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was good. But I wanted to use usually at the top of the show, you give me like five ten minutes to talk which i appreciate you know it's like because that's what they always say to do with like you know loud mouth attention starved kids in class is that you tell the kids that if they behave the teachers like give the kids like 10 minutes to be the center of attention if they can go through the whole entire school day and like behave and i feel like that's definitely your approach with me we're at the top of every show we let pat do what he's gonna do and that way he'll behave for the rest of the show what? Um, so, uh, <laughs> what I want to use my time for today is talk about something that popped up on my radar this weekend, which I didn't know that exists. So, as I've talked about like several times on this show before, I'm a 40 year old man, so I'm kind of out of touch with stuff, but I'm also like I consider myself kind of hip. Um, but every once in a while, like I'll read something and I'll be like, I don't know what that means, and then I'll go and I'll, I'll do a deep dive and I'll, I'll discover it, and then you know my life is enriched. So. This week, when I was on Twitter, um, I found out about the the term black pill. Yeah, you shared this with me. Right. And uh, according to Urban Dictionary, uh, black pill or being black pilled or taking the black pill, it's kind of a playoff of the red pill stuff from the Matrix or whatever. Um, It's a popular thing people say on the Internet. Well, really? I had. Well, I heard it for the first time this week and what red pill oh 100 yes i was very familiar with that very familiar with that right the black pill thing was 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 news to me and what that is it's a metaphor for the dark realization that the attraction of women towards men primarily stems from genetic features that cannot be controlled such as height and more particularly facial features um the logic often goes as far as saying that only the top 10 or 20 percent of men have the facial features necessary to truly be attractive to women and that being any less handsome will force you into a life of celibacy (laughs) which is the most insane so this goes this ties into the whole incel shit which i am like i've always been kind of fascinated from from like a social cultural standpoint because i'm was very much a nerd growing up and i still am i still consider myself to be to this day um i don't follow sports like i don't uh go fishing i don't particularly like camping or anything like i'm very i know how to fix things i'm very handy but like my idea of a good weekend isn't like building a deck or anything you know what i mean um and I, I kind of work around dudes that are a little bit more like alpha and I'd say like normal than that. So um, I consider my, I feel like a nerd and outsider a lot anyway. And uh, the idea that like these incels are some, I'm definitely not like celibate um, or ever had a problem with that. So the, the whole incel thing is like super interesting to me because it's guys that are kind of into video games and anime and comic books like I am, but somehow just don't connect with women and um blame their intelligence and stuff based on that and now this whole black pill thing is like somehow you're too ugly like only the top 20 percent of 10 to 20 percent of men are attractive enough to like pick up chicks 
well, that's weird because I, I didn't feel like that's what you sent me, but maybe I didn't read oh, into it too much. Yeah, well, the guy, so the story I sent you, and I don't have it. No, 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 no. The black pill definition is not the same thing that, that, I, that I read. Well, what did you read? It was just like a nihilistic view, basically, that like you have to accept that like life is shit and everything's shit. Like once you accept that, then like you're okay. Right. So that that is that is one of the def so Urban Dictionary gives multiple definitions, and that is one of the definitions. Extreme nihilism. All right. It's a, it's about okay. it's about the realization that nothing matters and there's nothing you can do that will change anything. It depraves you of all the positive thought, it makes you want to get some sort of meaning out of this limited time we have. Yeah. So that that's another definition that doesn't necessarily tie into uh, physical features. But the story that, that I had read, it was a guy in the UK that was planning like a mass shooting. And the reason being was that he was an incel and that he had yeah. been, that he had taken, he had been black pilled or something. Right. Yeah. So that, that was, that was what originally put all this on my radar. And, no, you sent me a different. You oh my God. What have you been doing? This you've been doing some extensive uh, rabbit hole hunting. Uh, I'm super ooh. sober now too, so it's like right. no, usually it's like I get high and I the wrong thing or something. No, you, well, the story you sent me was about the 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 QAnon guy who killed his family or whatever, killed his kids because because he followed Q. That was that was another article that I sent you. I think yeah, you sent me that one. No, I sent you a bunch of shit this week because I'm Did like. You? Because I'm coherent now, so I'm maybe I'm just a bad person. I don't read them all. I don't fucking right. Another text from Pat. Whatever. He's a <laughs> Pat brought news this week, and I just fucking blew it all off. Like whatever. Right. He's not in the top ten, twenty percent with as far as his facial features go. Why should I pay attention to this motherfucker? Um, you know, you've been black pilled. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm joking. Anyway, conti- no, continue. I I do find this interesting. So I no, I find it super interesting because I. This idea, like, that there's these dudes that are nerds that are sitting on the internet that, like, think that the reason that they can't find girls or can't have successful romantic relationships is because they're not in some super selective, like, ultra top tier of, like, physical features and stuff. Like, that's insane to me. Right. You know Meanwhile, I mean? like like chicks love dad bods. Like we're really into that. Like we we like that. We like low maintenance men because that means we can also be low maintenance. Like there's no <laughs> expectation there. And so it's like, you know, the fact that like they think that that that's the reason. That's why they can't get women. No, the reason why you can't get women is because you fucking suck and you're gross and you got terrible views on women. That's why women don't want you. Not right. you specifically, but you know. Right, one hundred percent. I think it has way more to do with like, and I think it's their standards too. Like, you know, you you're never too ugly for love. Like, you might be right. too ugly for a specific partner, right? But there's always someone out there that's just as ugly as you are, if not uglier. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? I do know what you mean, though. Yeah, I mean, you know, you got to lower your standards at that. Like, you got to be realistic. You got to, you know, that's why they call it, you know, playing within your league. You know, you, you got to play within your weight class or whatever. It's just the way right. it is. Like every, like I am a firm believer that every woman is beautiful in her own right. Like I, I sincere, I, I don't say that as like you know with a wink and a nod. I mean, I sincerely believe that that like you know, if you get to know them. And, you know, everybody's attractive. Everyone has their selling points. Everyone has their, you know, qualities. But I think sometimes you get these dudes that, like, just think that they should be able, that they should be banging, like, 
Katie Kuko or that chick from like, you know what I mean? Or like someone like that. And like, oh, if you don't, they're the ones with the impossibly high standards. They're the ones that are setting the bar for their female partners up way super high. And then when they can't get those girls, they blame those girls for having standards that high when they're not even attempting things with chicks that are maybe more on their own level. Right. Right. Like you got to understand like kind of where you place in the spectrum, I guess. Like, you know, and trust me, like, dude, I have pulled some fucking coups in my day. I have definitely, like, even now, like the chick that I'm married to is way better looking than me. I don't know, you know, how the fuck I pulled that off, but that (laughs) it happens. So you get lucky. You know what I mean? You really do get lucky sometimes, but you know, everyone else like you know you just gotta i don't know it it, it to, to be so I, I understand getting sexually frustrated because that you know I, I always called it being cumbrained we're like you're just so fucking horny the only thing that you can think about is banging and like you're not getting it and i can understand that frustration but to be so so fucking cumbrained that like you go out and you plan like mass shootings that to me is like the most fucked up thing in the world, you know? That's, and I yeah, think that's, that's, really that's like where this domestic terrorism shit's coming from is like people that are just like seriously blaming. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm getting distracted right now because my fucking dogs are acting up. And it's, it's loud over there. You guys, I know, it's exciting. I'm trying to figure this. I'm trying to do this fucking thing. And everybody is like screaming at the dogs in the other room. Anyway. <laughs> sometimes i wish i was an incel and i wouldn't have all these fucking people around me all the time you know <laughs> what i mean say that on the show stop it <laughs> you're gonna get in trouble <laughs> but this whole thing also tied into the fact that i have been working on the um the movie a lot recently and i'm back around theater people again you forget how horny theater people are like you think people think that like oh i you need to be an athlete in high school to get laid no you don't no you don't <laughs> you just need to do theater do theater because <laughs> those yeah. people are weird and horny yeah, yes they are yeah oh yeah that's God. true if you need to get laid just just join theater join stage yeah, crew i mean <laughs> right <laughs> right right and i don't i no, don't you're nec- absolutely right about that i don't necessarily know like what what that comes from if it's like because you have a lot of queer people in that in that kind of activity or if it's because like you get a lot of people that work very close together for very short m- amounts of time and then the shows are over and then you move on to the next thing you know what i mean like two people are love interests in south pacific in the spring so they're always practicing lines and working together and they develop a showmance and like you know uh talent crushes and stuff and then uh you know fall comes around and they're doing, um, you know, Little Shop of Horrors, and now it's a different pairing or something like that. Yeah. So. Oh, well, that's. I think it's just artists in general are kind of more inclined to, to conduct themselves that way. You know, more they have a different scope of the world, so, um, just a different perspective kind of feeds into your romantic life. I believe. Please tell me you have news. I do have news. You Are do you ready news for the so news? I can put my microphone up and yell at everybody right now. Yeah, I got some news. I'll get into the news. <laughs> go right. ahead. You go yell at everybody. Okay. I'll get into the news. Right. So the news for this week, I actually don't have uh, too, too much. Um, actually, I only have one story, but it's a really good one. So while while Pat is yelling at his family, 
Um, <laughs> All right, I'm back. Uh, oh, oh, welcome back. Welcome back. It's, it's you know, sounds sounds like you did well. Um, anyway, did we so, figure out the Bermuda Triangle yet? What what, what I missed? No, but it is. Uh, you know what? Good guess. It, it does have to do with water. Mm. So a uh, mysterious monster has has closed down a British beach. So the beach is uh, Bo- uh, Boscombe Boscombe Beach. I don't know how it's pronounced, but uh, in England. Um, closed on August 4th because they were seeing this uh, mystery creature in the water. As a matter of fact, um, there was a fellow out there on the water in a kayak who was fishing. And even though, you know, he was out there fishing, he said something tugged on his line. He saw a giant shadow and all of a sudden his kayak was being like bumped up against and he got out of the water and the lifeguards and stuff were really making a big deal out of this. I mean, they closed it down completely. And, um, the lifeguards were saying it's like the lifeguards knew a little bit more they they kept saying that like one once one guy said he hadn't seen anything like it in 35 years and you know they're all kind of talking so of course like experts have weighed in um it's very unlikely that it's a shark you know even though it is it is you know a beach out there it's just not where they would typically hang out i think it's Um, isn't it too cold I think I think it is. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't remember exactly. I didn't. I didn't write down exactly why, but just for science reasons, it's it's very unlikely that it's a shark. Uh, the fisherman that was out there, he says, you know, he's been out there fishing there for fifteen years. He doesn't regularly. He's never seen a shark out there. You know, he's like, and if it, even if it was a shark, he's like, I, you know, I know what a shark looks like, and the bot, the the shape of the shadow that he saw did not look like that. And so, but he didn't actually see it. Um, but as of uh, they kind of. Um, reconvened again august 11th and it's still unknown exactly what this thing is i think the beach has opened back up however um they're definitely using caution because they don't know you know what's stalking the shore right there so um very interesting you know we don't get a lot of uh of mystery monsters i mean could it be a fish it could have been um scientists suggested it could have been like a sunfish maybe they're fucking big and well you know strange I, I, I trust the lifeguards that's their uh that's their sandbox man that's where they play that's where they work they know that area right. well and if they see something that sets off alarm bells and they don't feel safe going in the water i'm gonna fucking listen to them yeah you know oh yeah definitely so i mean i and i would agree with you there um you know i think that they uh, probably do know what they're talking about a little bit but they didn't say um you know anybody that kept trying to kind of ask about them they're really strange and dodgy so i it was weird um, and then again, like people, they're still, you have to ask permission from the lifeguards to go into the water right now. Like you can't just like walk up to the beach and go in um, because of whatever it is that's out there has everybody kind of scared. So I don't know. I mean, we'll see if any more sightings happen, if anything comes out of it, um, you know, but it's not typical that this happens. I mean, who knows? But, but the uh, local, uh, whatever it is, marine life organization that kind of runs that area and takes care of that area says that they wouldn't be surprised if it was an, an undiscovered species of what well, who knows mm. lots of again that's why it's a mystery fish uh lots of mystery so <laughs> that was my big news for the week um i really didn't have anything else as far as like shameless plugs go um i do have a couple actually um i uh i've recorded two uh two episodes two two, two other shows over the past weekend uh both of which will premiere um the one by the time you guys listen to this is actually already out um, so I spoke with the folks over at the Bloody Bits Horror Show, and uh, I got on there and we talked about uh, Cannibal Holocaust, actually. So part one should be available for you to listen to now. Uh, part two should be out next week. 
Um, so go over there and listen to my my take on Cannibal Holocaust, which happens to be probably one of my favorite movies of all time. If you didn't know, it's one of my favorites. Um, Pat, what do you think about Cannibal Holocaust? I always confuse that and Cannibal Ferox. What? Yeah, which one? Oh, you confuse them both together. Okay. Yeah, I can't remember Cannibal Holocaust. Cannibal Holocaust is the is a girl in a pole. Yeah, let me pull it up. And that is the, that's the, the one with the blonde that and the, and the monkey jumps out of the jeep in the beginning. <laughs> like when she's got a pet monkey and it actually dies. No. It's the only animal killed during it. Uh, okay. No, 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 no. That's can't, can't, no. That's Cannibal Ferox. Cannibal Holocaust has all the animal killings. All the animal kill. I think maybe Cannibal Ferox. I don't remember if she had a monkey or not. I haven't seen that one in a while. No, the one is is the one with the girl on the pole and uh, all the animal deaths. The turtle. The no, turtle I haven't. Scene. I haven't seen this. You've never seen Cannibal Hawk? Oh my gosh! Well, Cannibal Ferox is the one that I owned. Yes, Cannibal oh. Ferox is the one. That's the Italian one. Um, Cannibal. Holocaust. I like Cannibal Ferox. I'm not going to be that person. But uh, Cannibal Holocaust is, uh, like I said, I, I, like I said it, it's a masterpiece because it's just, you know, Diodato does a really amazing job. Um, he was convicted. Uh, actually, he was not convicted. He was uh, charged with murder because of Cannibal Holocaust. Yeah. Because they thought it was real. And, you know, because he did it so well. And there's like different scenes. Like there's a scene where they're burning down the village or whatever. And like it's all practical effects. And there's these, this this really awesome shot of like, you know, the fire going on and um the soundtrack's amazing i mean and then just the the themes with it there's so many different themes in it that like once you start like once you watch you can watch it as it is and just go oh shit it's just for shock value that's disgusting or you can actually deep dive into it and pay attention because once you pay attention and you start noticing all the themes of like american american imperialism and um you know sensationalism and the ties between the actual jungle and the concrete jungles of new york um then you know it, it, it's really like i said it ends up being honestly a masterpiece however um you have to watch a lot of animals get killed but you can purchase a, a animal cruelty free version if you're not into real animal deaths on screen so that's cool i'll uh, um, but yeah so i'll watch this i'll watch this very you need soon to watch it you should watch it and, and it. i, I talked about it over yeah, I talked about it over on the Bloody Bits Horror Show. Go listen to those guys. They're great anyway. They just talk about horror movies and stuff. And um, I was honored to come on the show now for the second time. And then I'm also, um, I also recorded with Josh Turner over at the Paranormal Roundtable. So that episode, and that's, of course, is about the Mothman and, um, you know, some other things. We, we touched on, on some other subjects as well. Um, so you can catch that uh, this Friday night. It premieres over on the Paranormal Roundtable YouTube channel. So those are my those are my plugs for the week um other than that i mean i think uh oh i'll, I'll tell i'll say uh follow torture the flesh on facebook oh you got a facebook there's a there? there's a facebook page for it so do that oh, well i could put the link in the description yeah maybe I'll, maybe i'll send you that uh if you send it to me here's one more thing i, I want i wanted to bring up <clears throat> um because obviously uh the covid stuff's starting to come back do you you know, I have a um, I have a bunch of stuff coming up. So you guys just did Cryptid Bash, right? And there's right. Cryptid Con coming up in November. Um, I'm yeah, going to a gaming a, convention. The Bra- right? Braxy Bazaar and uh, Mothman Festival in September, back to back weekends. Yeah, I have Game Hall in October. Um, I have a couple concerts that I'm going to. Uh, Kiss, GNR, Boris the Sprinkler. Um, 
Lollapalooza just happened in Chicago a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Do you think that like do you think we're headed for another shutdown? Um, I think it would be smart if we did. I know that's an unpopular opinion, but you know, let me be honest with you, we didn't handle this correctly the first time as far as our shutdowns go and we really I think we need to rework the way the way it the way we do it. I think that certain areas with uh maybe that meet certain criteria need to be on lockdown and like not just like lockdown to where like oh yeah hobby lobby's still open or whatever like actual fucking lockdown where nobody's allowed to fucking leave for two weeks straight well that you know that's something that we texted about earlier this week too is that chicago public schools is now requiring all teachers and staff to be vaccinated we're starting to see these vaccines become mandatory yeah uh and they're they're starting out you know okay if you want to go to Lollapalooza, you needed to be vaccinated or you needed uh, a COVID test within 48 hours, right? Mm -hmm. So there's kind of like these soft, uh, on the outskirts, uh, mandatory vaccination things. And now we see it encroaching more and more uh, where government's enforcing it and private sectors are doing it here and there. And it's not become like a federal thing yet it's still left up to individual organizations some private some municipal but um you know it looks very much like we're we're moving towards uh an environment where being vaccinated if you want to do anything you're going to need to be vaccinated if if you want to go into a restaurant if you want to go into a store if you want to buy and sell goods if you want to go to any type of entertainment or anything uh, you're going to need to be vaccinated. And that is, I mean, what do you think? What do you think about that? Uh, I, so here's the thing is that I have actually been for mandatory vaccinations for a long time. And I know that there's going to be a lot of people that uh, are going to disagree with that, especially listening to this, sh- this show. <laughs> but um, I- I've been for it since long before COVID. Other countries have mandatory vaccinations and like they're fine and it's fine. And they don't have nearly like the troubles that we do. Um you know with with things like flu and stuff like that because there's so many people there's so many people that just don't understand the science behind how these things work and they are happy with the the misinformation that they're fed and uh they're unwilling to uh to learn and and i get it not everybody is capable of understanding you know the big the big wordy words with the science and stuff i understand you know but um i don't really see any risk uh, you know, there there is minimal risk to vaccinations, but there's minimal risk to everything that you do. Everything, you know, so it's just another one of those things that you do, you know, and uh, so I, I don't I don't have an issue with it. I, I know how the vaccination works. I don't see a problem with it. Get the shot. If you can't for medical reasons, then don't get it. There are medical exemptions. Right. Like I so I'm I'm honestly kind of conflicted with this. Right. Because first of all, I'm vaccinated. I think I got vaccinated before you did. I think I did. So like I'm I'm very pro it. Like I, I'm not yeah, you know, but at the same time, any you know, there's the part of me that kind of winces when you see things get made mandatory and you're gonna make people you're gonna kind of unilaterally create this like requirement of citizenship almost overnight. But I guess that's how these things happen, right? Like we were born into a world where the polio vaccine was just already there. 
Same thing with like rubella and all the vaccine, all the vaccinations that you yeah, got as a kid. Yeah, but those vaccinations aren't mandatory. I mean, they have been. Like, let me tell you, the big thing right now going on is our hospitals man mandating these vaccinations. Okay, and I know at least here in Ohio, uh, the flu vaccine has been mandatory locally uh to, to our hospitals it's been mandatory in the network and i remember when it happened because my mom works in the hospitals and um and it was probably about uh, a little over 10 years ago and all the nurses and stuff talked about doing this big walkout and stuff then well let me tell you something locally the way that it's been is that uh and my mom like i said she works at the hospital so she knows what these numbers are uh right now 60 percent of their employees have the vaccination already they've already been vaccinated um, and then you got to think about how many of those out of, and that's everybody in the hospital. It's not just the nurses and doctors. Right. The, it's the it's the cleaning crew and the, the cafeteria staff, workers, yeah. and you know what I mean. And so you know, so then sixty percent of all those people so far have received it already. It's already done. The other people might just be putting it off until they have to do it. They're just indifferent. They're just not going to do it until they have to. Um, and, and then maybe you've got about a five to ten percent margin of people that are just going to quit. And those people are probably mostly going to make up, yeah, you're going to have some nurses and stuff here and there, but, you know, those people still make up um, just a very small amount of the population and they're not going to be able to work anywhere because it's not just the one network here in Dayton, Ohio. Right. It's all of the networks in Ohio. So you're not going to get a job anywhere if, you know, it's just the way it is. And, uh, but you had to already have the flu vaccine before this point. So we've already done this. It's not unconstitutional. Um, their employers, especially in Ohio, it's an at-will state. If you decide not to get the vaccine, even if it was, if you decided not to get the vaccine, they could just go, oh, well, we don't like that you have brown eyes. You're not allowed to work here anymore. And they could fire you over that shit. There's nothing you can do about it because it's an at-will state. Mm-hmm. As long as they're not firing you, firing, firing you for your, your gender or your race. And I think that's really about it. Even uh, people with disabilities have a really hard time fighting those things. Um, so I just, I don't have a problem with it. I mean, you chose your career path and, you know, yeah, it's shitty and you'd have to start all over again. But most of the people that are having a big stink about it, I mean, what do you tell all those people that are suffering on minimum wage? If you don't want, if you don't like that job, get a new one. So fuck you. <laughs> that's what I say about it. Fuck off. Go get a new job then mcdonald's is hiring (laughs) yeah but uh you know i so i i'm pretty i'm very i'm very much a liberal obviously um and you know i'm kind of uh i got a little bit of a libertarian bent to me and you you know i'm kind of conservative sometimes too but not really most like i think guns are cool that's basically it that's pretty yeah i understand (laughs) but you know I have friends and I have family that are all over the spectrum. So when I go on social media, I I really do see people arguing all sides of it, right? And, you know, like I said, I obviously got vaccinated right away. But the people that voice apprehension about having to carry these vaccine passports with them everywhere you go, that does feel weird to me. You know what I mean? That that, and I'm not saying I won't do it, or that I necessarily like. Oh, this is fucking Nazi Nazi Germany, but like, can I just you know? And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go march in the street about this, and I'm not gonna firebomb a fucking you know DMV. But like, can I just stop for a second and say this doesn't this feels weird? 
And I think that's all I'm doing right now, I guess, is just saying, like, this feels a little weird. Well, and not it saying, does, not gonna and I do agree it, with you. But, like, yeah. you know, it's the people that are, like, I, I guess it's the, the people that I have that are very left-leaning. The people that, like, make Instagram stories just to scream into the fucking void to wear your fucking mask. <laughs> like, those people that are, like, I haven't been outside in 18 months and, like, they're proud of it and shit. Like, those people, I feel, like, I don't get that. You know what I mean? And as liberal as I consider myself, I can't be on board with that level of it. You know what I mean? Well, tr- tribalism in any in any sense of the word is, is never a good thing. Um, but I, I get what you're saying. I mean, the reason why you're taking pause with it anyway is because it is fucking weird. Because this is a once-in-a-lifetime event. and Nothing like this will probably ever fucking happen in our lifetime again. It won't. You know? So it is very odd. Things are not normal. And, uh, and I think and all I, made it for them to go back to normal is for us is for people to do what they need to do. It's to wear your mask and it's to get your vaccine. And the problem is that when it even came down to something as small as putting a piece of cloth on your fucking face, most people wouldn't do it. Not most people. That's not true. A lot of people wouldn't do it. And they're very loud about them not doing it. So we can't expect them to then go and do the responsible thing and, and go and get a shot. And so it's like, you know. But at that point, I mean, right now, you know, it's it's like something like 99% of people dying from COVID now are unvaccinated. So it's just Darwinism at this point. It, it's much like it's much more comfortable to, for me to wear a mask than it is when I have to fucking doll myself up and put on 10,000 pounds of makeup. Like wearing a mask is not a big deal. It's just fucking not. Oh, and, I don't care. Like and I wear glasses oh, yeah. too. So it's like, it's a pain in the ass for me sometimes. To a point you made earlier about, you know, hey, look, this is a once in a lifetime occurrence and if we go through this the right way we'll never have to deal with it again there's a lot of people that feel that we're never going to go we'll never go back to where we were again that this we are what we are witnessing is the new normal being formed and it's up to it's up to the patriots to draw lines in the sand and not relinquish some of their rights because what we're seeing right now is the basis being drawn for the next hundred fucking years you know it's not because we've had we've had we've had pandemics before so and and they were handled exactly like right. this is but even not, right down to the people that are crazy and think it'll never end you, you know? are one, it's, it's the same thing you are 100 percent right that, that's the thing is that a lot of people don't have a sense you talk about people not knowing their medic how how fucking medicine works a lot of people don't know fucking history either and this right. has happened before and it we happens. have recovered from it just but not in our life not in our lifetime exactly right so that's why like once again i'm not driving my car off the cliff and i'm not fucking trying to hide in my crawl space with a shotgun but like it just i don't know i didn't, I didn't mean to hijack this i know this, this isn't what tonight's <laughs> show's about but it's just being being ground zero in chicago with the Lollapalooza shit because let me tell you too that was handled really fucking weird Lollapalooza was going on here in chicago for four days a hundred thousand people every day were here okay and it was totally fine and it was okay we're gonna we're gonna check to make sure people were vaccinated at the gates and i heard some people say that yeah they really did check and i heard some people say they didn't check you could just walk in no one gave a shit if you had a ticket that's all they cared about right and this bit you know was Lollapalooza safe was it not safe we had the you know the illinois top doctor in illinois get on the news and say it was safe all this stuff right well what happens as soon as Lollapalooza is over all right. Mm-hmm. Now you need to wear a mask in every Chicago business. 
now they're now they're requiring all Chicago public school teachers and staff to be vaccinated. Now all now suddenly the pandemic is so serious that we have to take all these extra steps, right? Now that we've already let Lollapalooza happen, now we're seeing restrictions being enforced. And why did, and, and that's kind of, that's that's not so much a conspiracy as much like a no brainer. Well, yeah, they wanted the fucking money. The city wanted the money for Lollapalooza. Right. And Which, I had, mean, they've taken hits on events for the past, you know, year and a half. Right. So, so if we canceled this and we didn't allow it to happen, then we the city would have lost all this money. All right. So does that mean that the uh, pandemic isn't as serious as we think it is and that Lollapalooza should, should have been allowed to happen. And you know, the restrictions that came after are bullshit or is it that the restrictions are bull? You know what I mean? That Lollapalooza shouldn't. It means neither of that. What it means is that the rich fucking people don't have to leave their homes at all and they can take the vaccines and they can take all the precautions that they need and not have to worry about getting the vaccine getting the virus because again they don't have the luxury of being able to stay at home they don't have to go out into the working world somebody else can do all their grocery shopping for them they want the money right that's all that means it doesn't mean anything else besides that i mean they just don't give a fuck at the expense of how many people because they don't care the event happened and they made money off of it yeah so yeah you know it, with all that being said um let's let's talk about the topic huh <laughs> <laughs> um which you know has has uh may, maybe no basis in reality let's see i don't know i don't know what uh what we'll think so i say this like every week but you already know what the topic is you guys because you clicked on it um so the jersey the jersey devil pat what did you know about the jersey devil before i presented the idea this week um a lot actually uh did you yeah well first of all there's a hockey team named after it right uh martin brodeur um yep. And uh, another podcast that I'm a very big fan of, <clears throat> give them a shout out real quick, Your Brain on Weird. Um, they follow us on Twitter. We interact with them sometimes. Yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah, it's two, a, it, I love the name. Yeah, it's two chicks. They do a paranormal podcast. They're East, I think one chick's in Texas, the other one's in, in Maine. But okay. uh, basically, they, they smoke weed and they, they do a show just like ours. Cool. Um, and they're, they're very well hydrated. They always make a big deal to talk about like how they drank liquids. And I think they're witches and shit. It's pretty good. It's entertaining. If you like, you know, like if, if, if manic pixie dream ghouls is all, uh, Adderall and white claw, then, um, these chicks are very much like, uh, bong hits and vitamin water. So, okay. <laughs> yeah. It's just a little bit different energy, but it's still good. And they did a Jersey devil episode, um, a, a couple weeks ago and oh, okay. it was, I knew it, you know, but um, the, the one thing I do want to bring up about this real quick, too, is so kind of when it comes to, the, the in, you know, uh, paranormal investigating, are you familiar with the weird New Jersey website? I am. Okay. The, the weird, there's like, so every state has a weird whatever. So you have weird Illinois and weird Ohio. It's a book series. But it started with weird New Jersey. And that was the first one. And yeah, then the guys right. did, and it was like a blog. And I think it was a magazine. Well, yeah, but I think it, it definitely had an online component because back in, in, in 2013, or I'm sorry, 2003, I had an office job and I basically spent all day uh, on their website, which at that point was, I remember that was like when it crossed over from Weird NJ to Weird US. 
And Weird U.S. was when it opened up to all the states, but it was still right. kind of Midwest and East Coast based. All the states, yeah. And that was just they had more mm-hmm. contributors sending yeah. shit in. And it was people that would go to um, just like field researchers doing paranormal research and going yeah. to these locations that were like urban legends and taking pictures and submitting stories to this website. And it was very, It was very like punk rock and like DIY of the time, but it's basically like the blueprint of where we're at today with like uh you know internet-based paranormal researchers and like kind of yeah i met the guy who started it all uh at, actually he he came and did a talk at the local library when i was a teenager that's awesome yeah so, so like i i totally attribute a lot of like my interest in this stuff to that website and, yeah. th- and those guys and obviously since it started with weird new jersey the jersey devil was featured very very prominently so sure. um, yeah. i'm familiar with the story well, then we'll, uh, you know, for, for those of you that aren't familiar with it, I, I am also very familiar with the story just because I'm, I'm into this stuff. Um, but, uh, you know, it's when, it, like I said, I met, you know, I met that guy and, you know, so obviously I did a little, you know, rabbit hole diving back then as well. Um, but I guess I really always, it was also, it was very much like a Mothman thing for me. I was always skeptical of it. I haven't revisited yet, uh, revisited it yet in, in my new scope. Um, being who i am now and so now that i have gone back and kind of went through it again um i don't know but we'll we'll talk about opinions uh afterwards so for those of you that don't know uh the jersey devil is basically like i don't know it's like the only state cryptid out there like every crypt every state's got its cryptids but like the jersey devil is like the like the new jersey it's in the name yeah right like it's a big you know it's it's a big thing there um but uh the jersey devil legend started back in probably around the 1700s um similar similar stories date back even further and and we'll kind of get into that a little bit but um the jersey devil the, I, I guess the most popular one is that uh M- mother leads who whoever which, which i guess was uh related to one of the one of the founders of the pine barrens or that area or whatever um mm-hmm. mother leads was having her uh, 13th child pregnant with her 13th child and she was very miserable because her home life was just terrible her husband sucked and she's about to have 13 fucking kids Ugh. um so she basically said something on the lines of you know she's she let this one be the devil or some shit i i don't know <laughs> and then she birthed this baby uh the legend that i've heard was that the baby turned out normal but then like within like an hour of, of the baby being born it then transformed into this devil and killed almost everybody in the house um killed the husband didn't kill the mom but killed like the midwives and some of the kids and then like took off and it's never and it never came back so uh, it's gone i seem to remember it like popping out of her cooch and then running off into the night like maybe i'm maybe i'm getting it mixed up but that was always i think that was the one that i had read was that it kind of came out devilish and uh like flew away like flew out of her snatch or something yeah i mean yeah right it's well there's other stories that's like you know it's um it was a curse put on a girl who was sleeping with somebody's husband that shouldn't have been or something and it was like the witch's husband and uh you know and then that's why she had this fucked up baby either way somebody birthed this demon child thing that 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 took off and um you know but it's described as like i think the most popular description um because there are different ones but the most popular one is that it has a kangaroo body a dog head but a horse face 
It's got leather bat wings. It has antlers. It's got a forked tail and clawed hands because it has hands also and then cloven feet. And so it just looks very strange. Um, but that's kind of the, the history of it. And then throughout, um, you know, I, well, that seems to be what, what made it kind of popular. I don't know where the mother lead story came from. Maybe it was based in reality. I don't know. You know, who knows? Demon babies. Sure. Why the fuck not? Um, but it really, really picked up steam, um, in, in 1909 because from January 6th to January 23rd of 1909, there were almost a thousand sightings of this thing. One thousand sightings of this thing. Like it's uh, a, a lot of people saw it. police officers saw, it. and it wasn't just in in the Pine Barrens. Um, it was also like in Pennsylvania. It was in like surrounding states as well. But like some police officers saw it. They shot at it. Nothing happened. Um, the this Navy commander, uh, Stephen, I think it's Decatur. He was uh testing out cannonballs and he shot at it and when he did the cannonball blew a hole through it but it just didn't care and it just continued on about its day um a couple of firemen saw it and tried to like blast it with the fire hose and it just didn't it just went away one woman tried to beat it up with a broom and it just again it was just like ah fuck this noise i'm out of here um but i mean hundreds and hundreds of reports again within the time span of january 6th to january 23rd within two weeks almost a thousand reports of this thing so pretty wild and um you know people to this day of course they um they talk about it uh, another notable person that saw it was allegedly uh joseph bonaparte which is napoleon bonaparte's brother saw wow, it wow i never heard that oh yeah he came and lived in new jersey um after he and i think he just walked away he was uh he was in control of spain at the time and he i don't know if he walked away or he stepped down or whatever and he came to jersey and um yeah he saw it he ended up finding the footprints in the snow and was like chasing after it and then saw it and uh i think he actually created a, a trap because he was anticipating for it to come back it never did eventually he moved out of jersey but uh yeah jo joseph bonaparte allegedly saw it um you know as far as the pine barrens themselves go it's also a very of course an area of high strangeness um the native americans and i'm not going to try to butcher the the actual words that they used but the native americans called the pine barren land something very specific and what it meant was place of the dragon and then uh oh. the and then swedish um people that explore i guess explorers i don't i can't think of the fucking name right now but this but the uh swedish came over and they called it uh dragon river so that's two different cultures calling it the same thing because of this thing so i mean even though the mother lead story dates back to about the 1700s this thing dates back way further like it's just kind of always been around yeah and then of course even to this day people still continue to report sightings of this thing but mostly the footprints are found in a lot of places these 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 cloven feet everywhere and uh just the wildlife in the in the area i mean yeah you could have a stray goat walking around but you know it doesn't make sense because it's also walking on two legs it's not on all fours like a typical goat um but yeah people are still i mean there's current sightings i found sightings as recent as 2018 but that doesn't mean that there aren't ones that are even sooner especially with the advent of uh you know the internet and how we share information you've got all these private investigators and stuff so there's probably more 
Um, you know, I'm sure of it. But uh, yeah. So like I said, initially, my opinion was that it was all just the, you know, urban legend. It sounded like folklore. I mean, the Mother Lead story sounds so ridiculous. You know, it's like a ghost story. Um, but those 1909 sightings, well, we'll kind of, you know, we'll, we'll sit, sit back on that for a minute. What do you, what do you think about that? I mean, almost a thousand sightings in a two week, that's a lot. Yeah. You know, I, uh, it's weird because I kind of, so there's not, it's very strange that the Jersey devil has a very specific look to it. Right. There's no, it kind of, if you were to compare it to other cryptids, it kind of maybe could be a chupacabra. Right. But that's kind of a recent, uh, a recent cryptid, maybe from the past, I don't know, 50 years or so. You know what I mean? Um, there's, there's, there's not that much lore about, about chupacabra. So the Jersey Devils was, to me, was always just kind of this weird, local very very localized creature and when you take that into consideration how do you explain that right um, the look of it well no just the fact that it's 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 one one creature that's only spotted in one area of new jersey right well i mean but no um actually as a matter of fact i have a report of somebody who was at the uh actually she was at the mothman festival and uh she was uh she lives in west virginia and she spotted somebody was selling a jacket or something with the jersey devil on it and and it was like the classic that classic drawing that you know we all if you google the jersey devil sure. or it pops up and she i mean she lost her mind she stopped and she said oh my god i saw that thing and uh the person that she told who ended up telling the story to me uh which is a reliable source said that uh she she owns horses and she noticed that you know it was it was nighttime she looked at her window and she noticed that one of the horses was laying down and she went outside to go check on it and it got up and flew off okay but you're talking about one sighting in west virginia right but that's not the only time that something like this has been seen that's not the only time something like this has been seen. There's definitely been other reports. I mean, it's not so concentrated. Like I said, you're talking almost a thousand sightings in a two week period. That's a that's a lot. That's a big concentrated thing. You know, that's that was obvious. Those people obviously saw something. And you're right. It does look very specific. Um, one thing that I do want to bring up that I want to enter, you know, I do kind of still entertain the idea of. Better, do you know what a hammer headed bat looks like? No google it right now look it up right now on the show jesus all right yes sir fuck <laughs> google it right now everybody everybody do you want me to stand on one foot while i do it hammer headed bat look it up okay it's yeah that's weird. kind of the same thing <laughs> it looks fucking exactly like what you would think a jersey devil would look like doesn't it, it looks fucking weird yeah it's it, not nearly as it's big got though. the horse face it's got the elongated snout the eyes the wings even like the ears right yeah you know look very much like you would think people are seeing but again it's not as big as what people were reporting that doesn't mean that it couldn't have been a hammer-headed bat with gigantism i mean first of all it had to be able to live in in that area um and that's one issue that they have with it is that 
would it be responsible for all of the sightings well no i mean if uh say somebody came over and brought one of these things to new jersey with them and then it got loose somehow and people started seeing that thing i mean if you saw that thing in the middle of the night you'd be like what the fuck I right mean, you'd be nervous but that doesn't explain you know being hit with a cannonball and then continuing to fly right well but who you know that i, I that's one you know i don't i don't think that you can necessarily uh commit to a supernatural natural explanation just because one of the stories has supernatural tinges to it you know what i mean um but that's one of many a lot of people report that there's police officers that have shot at this thing like i said the firemen with the hoses and those are just th- i mean those are just three if you go back and look at all of them this thing's been shot at and attacked and they had a you know they had a bounty out for it so of course people were trying to kill it they wanted the money um so and you're fucking with me is it the bad or not what are we doing here i don't know you're supposed to make up your own mind i was i do it you keep telling me i'm wrong it was like i didn't think it was real and you're like well look at the bat i'm like okay yeah it's probably the bat no well then how did this do magic shit oh fuck see my job's hard this is my life every fucking day pat it sucks actually (laughs) actually, what are we doing here i don't know what's going on (laughs) i'm not here to give you answers i'm just here to to, (laughs) make me question everything expand your mind exactly exactly um but yeah i mean so but if it was a bat so let's look at it like this if this thing was um obviously there there's there's hinky stuff going on with that area however i'd say that you could probably you could probably look at the uh history of a lot of parts of our country that have been populated by native americans for a long time and find out they all had wacky names back in the day okay sure so we'll just put that over here that's you know it's not a yes and it's not a no you know the natives used to call it this and then other people called it that well that's fucking everywhere so the thing is if it was if it was something that was um biological and uh just run of the mill i guess then why wouldn't they be, I mean, I guess they come out at night, so maybe you're not going to catch them during the day or anything. But why wouldn't they maybe migrate? Why wouldn't there be a larger area where where sightings are? You know, wouldn't it's kind of spread? If they were just an indigenous species, couldn't they spread all over? Why are, what, is, it, is it the swamps? Are they local to the swamps because of the feeding? And that's where there's, you know, some that live there and they just well, especially something like a fly. I mean, you'd think that they can get away a lot easier and, and travel a little bit more. I mean, with the hammer headed bat, it's not um it's not prime uh environment for it to live in. It wouldn't be able to make it in, in such cold climates. And right. so that's you know, that's the biggest issue. However, again, if you look at the fucking thing, that's what it looks like. <laughs> yeah i just so i i guess like what i don't what i don't buy into is like the supernatural stuff just because you know we we don't know the rules for that so like if this was really mother leads 13th child or something why would it still be around is it just wandering aimlessly or does it come back on like you know every 13 years or something like you know what i mean is it living out in the swamp full time and there's just flaps where we see them the fact that there's flaps with sightings maybe tends to lend itself to like a migratory pattern or something or or you know uh there's a particularly large brood that year that generation you know where there's there's a lot of them and people are seeing different hammerhead bats but you know 
they had a pack. They had a breed of uh, a dozen of them or something. You know, and that's why for a couple of years you see a lot more of them, and then they kind of die off. Selling them, somebody was breeding and selling them. Well, no, just like in nature, like you have, um, you know, if if you have two dogs get together and they fuck and they have a they have twelve puppies, right? So now sure. for the next thirty years, there's going to be a bunch of there's going to be a bunch of dogs running around, right? Because there was twelve puppies, but then some of them die off and some of them don't mate, and then the next generation, maybe there's only four right yeah and then the generation after that there's 12 again and suddenly there's another flap 30 years later 40 years later where you see a lot of them you know there's an ebb and flow to you know how many they're having and stuff with the bats i don't know you know that's no that's i think that's a that's a possibility but the bats can't thrive in that environment is the problem the swamps i would i mean i'm no zoologist but um or cryptozoologist but I would, th- I would think that they would kind of do well in that because it's, you know, bats live in. I have a bat nest in my backyard. When we moved in, we put one on the tree because I thought it would attract goth chicks, you know. Um, but, yeah, you can, you can go to Home Depot and get little bat hutches. They don't really need a whole lot to live in. They just need a place to hide during the day, basically, you know. Yeah, but, I mean, I, I don't think it's – I mean, but a hammer-headed bat is not the same thing as, like, your typical, you know – bat it's 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 a different like i think they live they live in like they're like a tropical thing yeah they're an african bat so they would have a totally different set of rules than like a normal they could freeze the death in the winter you're talking the winter in jersey that's just racist what (laughs) terrible i'm taking these accusations from you You're letting the you're showing the Ohio a little bit too much today. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Well, anyway, <laughs> I don't know. I I haven't made my mind up yet about the Jersey Devil. I would love to talk with some eyewitnesses. So, like, if you've seen the Jersey Devil, send us an email at uh, on Wednesdays we talk weird at gmail dot com and. <laughs> Um, or, or just to me, reach out to me and, uh, I, I would definitely like to, to speak with you about it. Um, I think that that's my deciding factor on most of these things that I decide to, you know, if I decide hold water or not is to speak with people that have seen it. Um, but this one's definitely a mystery. I mean, you know, obviously there's some unexplained events surrounding it. Um, but at the same time, we have a freaky looking creature that matches almost the perfect description aside from the hooves but that doesn't mean anything so i I don't know yeah i mean it's it's definitely an important cryptid because it's kind of the the cultural icon now well i mean next to bigfoot but but there's there's bigfoot lore in other countries but as far as like the american cryptid goes um it's definitely in the top three if not, if not, well, no, I would the argue New probably Jersey website, like the state government website, like the legend of the Jersey Devils on the New Jersey state website. Right. But what's interesting is that unlike Bigfoot, this has a definitive, maybe not definitive, but I, I would consider the Mother Leeds legend kind of like the definitive origin for it. Uh, it's got yeah. a definitive supernatural origin absolutely and bigfoot doesn't have that no one's everyone's still kind of scratching their head at bigfoot this there seems to be a a point of origin that at least is somewhat widely accepted and so that's interesting right there 
and it's purely supernatural right i mean that's you know i don't think anybody's questioning whether or not i think for the most part when you talk about the jersey devil it's like a devil it's like a supernatural you know being rather than us you know a physical one but for for all that and i don't claim to i don't think anyone can necessarily claim to fully understand or comprehend the uh you know the limits of the supernatural but from what you know and what you believe about um spirituality and 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 divinity and magic and stuff like that does this explanation make any sense to you nope nope see that's a thing right <laughs> not at all so like if we believe if 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 you want to believe that this creature exists and you also have spent at least some time thinking about the nature of reality and god and all these things like are you going to believe this like and I, I i believe that something happened in 1909 for sure okay no i i definitely believe that there's too much there's there's too many there's too many people backing it up um and what about the joseph bonaparte thing that's crazy that he solved this thing well and that's you know what that's a legend that that's one of those things that i don't think we can prove or disprove at this point but a lot of people believe especially in jersey that he saw it right but i think he, he didn't write about it or anything i think he only told people that worked for him and stuff like that so it could be bullshit the story could be bullshit but yeah you know but it's but i think something did happen in 1909 at minimum could have been a hammer-headed bat definitely could have lived for about two weeks and then nobody saw it maybe they just they shot it with cannonballs and they missed and shot it with guns and they missed and you know i hit stupid. it but it absorbed the shot you know right right, right. They, don't, they don't want to seem not macho so well that's <laughs> the thing is that i'm you know when when people try to hang too much explanation on one specific incident i i tend not to do that right like it's so like when you brought up the napoleon thing i was like ah but that's one story because one story you could fudge the details on and you're trying to hang sure. a lot you're, you're trying to hang a lot of um cons a lot of like concrete like evidence on on one story and who knows how accurate that one story is same thing with like when i had said oh they're kind of localized to new jersey and you said well no i ran into this person in west virginia blah blah okay but once again like you know let's let's look at all of them and then kind of go with the common denominators and if we're gonna if we're gonna make assumptions that anything's accurate i think we have to assume the common denominators and not hang too much credibility on the outliers okay and i think that's yeah. the, that goes for anything jersey devil or bigfoot or or, or fucking lake monsters or whatever right like you, you got to look at if you got 100 stories look at what they have in common and if you're going to put money on anything you put money on that right yeah uh, so clearly there's something in that area it's a swampy area swamps have a lot of water and they got a lot of life right think of dagobah why did they hide yoda on dagobah is because there was so much life there that any force sensitive sith masters trying to find the jedi wouldn't be able to find them on dagobah because there's lizards and flies and fucking frogs everywhere okay well star wars history for you so there's lots of food in those swamps it's not a heavily populated area there's lots of places to hide there's lots of fresh sure. water there's lots of food it's its own ecosystem that's probably not completely fully understood it's a big area for things to get potentially released by people maybe somebody brought this bat on a pirate ship and just let it go or something you know what i mean like there's all kinds sure. of and and something could sustain itself there you know for a while maybe for a couple generations um and it's it's also kind of a creepy place it gives people the creeps 
because it's not well lit. It's not open. It's, it's, you know, so maybe people attribute, uh, negative spiritual happenings to that area as well, you know, but, uh, I'm definitely willing to entertain uh, any possibility with it at this point. Um, I don't have my mind made up about it, uh, for, you know, for sure. Um, but like I said, I would be interested, would very much be interested in talking to people that have seen it or think that they've seen it. Let me know if you have, because I, I want to hear from you. Yeah, I'm starting to, the more, after doing the show with you, the more of the stuff that I, I read about and look into, <laughs> and this is just like, I'm not saying this is everything. But I think I kind of separate things into two camps now in my head. One is that it's bullshit. The other one is that maybe there's portals or something where stuff can periodically pop in from somewhere else and then get stranded here. Or maybe it can go back and forth. But like, if you think about these sightings and you think about what this creature supposedly is, if it has all the characteristics, if all of these characteristics are being accurately reported, then I mean, it's definitely it may may not be a super ma- like a magical supernatural thing, but it's definitely not of this earth or whatever. Um, if all that stuff is true, and you know, maybe a dimension hopped or something, and you're starting to hear more and more people attribute that idea to the uh, the Bigfoot lore, you know? Oh yeah, there's a lot of I mean, high strangeness in general for sure, right? So, I mean, I don't know. Maybe we'll we'll have a whole discussion about that uh, on an upcoming episode. We'll just kind of talk about the different examples. And uh, I think the Jersey Devil could possibly be one of them, yes. Um, because that's the only thing that really could explain something this supernatural, I, I would think. Um, unless it's a hammer-headed bat, then. <laughs> <laughs> but, no, that's, I mean, that's one of my theories, you know, is, is the, you know, ultra-terrestrials. And, uh, you know, I, I think that it's, uh, I am for it. I think it's a very real possibility. As a matter of fact, that's what I'm trying to prove. So, you know, obviously, um, I, I would definitely entertain the idea. And I guess maybe that's why eyewitness accounts are so important to me because I need to know the small details surrounding those events. Did they see a UFO before or afterwards? You know, did they have weird dreams afterwards? Did they become ill? Those things are important. Those things are important. So, I mean, hey, I think it's possible right but i don't know i guess i don't really i don't have anything else to add do you no that's all i got for this week <laughs> it's okay that's all right it's, it's you know sometimes uh there's not much more to it i mean the jersey devil it's not like we have like all these sightings yes there's still sightings to this day but uh they're they seem to be few and far in between compared to other things and um you know, sometimes it is what it is, but I want to know, what do you guys think of the Jersey Devil? I mean, I know he's kind of a, a favorite amongst people. He's, he's one of those, uh, really, he's really, it's really a fun story. Um, but do you think that it's, it could exist? Do you think it did exist? I think did it's you... one of those East Coast podcast chicks running around the woods. <laughs> it could be. That's what it is. <laughs> I know a couple, yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it, hey, it could be. Um I don't think they had podcasts in the 1700s, but you know what do I know? I wasn't there. So. They're time travels. <laughs> well, anyway, guys, that's the that's the Jersey Devil. Like I said, let me know what you think about it. Let me know if you think it's maybe the hammerheaded bat. What do you think about that fucking thing? Yeah, At definitely. Minimum, that thing's horrifying. Definitely Google you know it. Definitely Google that. Yeah, Google that fucker because it's it's 
it's intimidating. It's small, but it's, I mean, it looks just know, like it. Look, it do, looks just like it. Pull up the pull up the Jersey Devil Wikipedia page, and you'll get the you'll get the classic picture on your right, and then Google hammerheaded bat, and look at that picture and compare the two, and uh, yeah, it's pretty uh, it's pretty unmistakable. And it, yeah, pretty much looks just like it. So let but again, let me know what you guys think. I mean, maybe you believe it. I don't know. Yeah. But until then, uh, we'll see you guys next Wednesday.